welcome to Face Your Faith. I hope that this topic study will help you grow deeply in your relationship with God, to be fearless in your faith, and to present others the Word of God in freedom and in peace. Today we are going to be studying peace in persecution. So just how does a believer in Jesus Christ live in a world that predominantly opposes someone who claims one God and one Savior? Well, it's not easy, but it's also not nearly as difficult as we make it. There is no secret that the majority of the world's population hates anyone who calls themselves born again, uh, even large groups of people who call themselves Christian. The hatred is deep-rooted uh, with those who profess that there is only one true God, that God is Jesus in the flesh, that God is both God, human, and spirit, all separate and yet all one, and that there is no way to heaven without a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Those who do profess that salvation in Jesus Christ is the only way to receive eternity in heaven with God are labeled as insensitive, hateful, destructive, evil, abusive, misguided, and the list goes on. Many people around the world, government officials and fellow citizens alike, are working tirelessly to permanently silence anyone who makes such claims. We see the hatred of God and salvation in every aspect of daily life, from social media, TV, movies, journalism, and all aspects of business. All this, however, is not half as devastating as how those who profess Christianity, salvation in Christ, those having been born again, react to all of those who oppose them for their beliefs. Why? Because those who claim and proclaim their security in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior have been warned dozens of times over from Genesis to Revelation that not only have these things been taking place, but that they will continue to take place until Christ returns. So we ask yet another question. Why are believers in Jesus Christ so surprised and often living out the world's label of being hateful, spiteful, misguided, abusive, sinful, insensitive, and destructive, etc.? Because we as believers are not focused on God. Rather, we are focused on the world's reaction to who we are or claim to be. Christians especially don't like to be criticized. We have intense ego and feel as though we have to back God up, defend God, defend salvation, defend Jesus, defend the resurrection, defend the Bible. Again, why? Because most Christians feel and are indeed inadequate in their very existence in their life with Christ. Why again, we ask? You're most likely not being challenged in church or Bible studies you might attend or what you might listen to on the radio. So what do we do about all this? Because it is certainly not the world's fault that believers are acting how they act, attempting to justify, quote, righteous anger, remarks and attitudes toward those who persecute us. We also dismally and regularly twist God's word to help us prove our points with those we are going to convert or end up disliking when they don't listen to us and accept our salvation for them. Isn't it time we go to God and repent for who we as believers, the church, has been to the world, to our friends, neighbors, our elected leaders, 
There are so many pastors and churches fixated on having us tell our neighbors, friends, co-workers about Jesus and inviting them to church. Ask yourself, why would any of those people want to be a part of a group that wrings their hands, complains incessantly about the devastation of the world and how bad and how terrible and how awful things are, regularly claiming that Jesus is for sure coming back really soon the way things are going? How horrible is that? How is any of this Christ-like, God-honoring, loving, encouraging, and helping others to see we are secure, not scared, confident, not crushed, hopeful, not hopeless, and at peace, not perplexed and paranoid? How then can we live at peace in persecution? Get in the Word and listen to God. Again, I encourage you to put aside anything to look at, yes, including your Bible and notepad and anything else, and just sit back and listen. Most of us, no matter how good we think we are at multitasking, miss a great deal of the spoken word when we are busy doing anything else. Remember, you can always go back and listen again and take notes along with your Bible in hand. So let's begin our journey through Scripture and find out how to prove everything we have just discussed and how to live out our lives in this world for God in joy, peace, confidence, and freedom. Our first Scripture is 2 Timothy 3.12. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. How impactful is that to start off our study? Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. John 15, 18 through 19. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. John 16, 2, they, those who teach the word of God, they will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. John 16, 33, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. 1 John 3.13, do not be surprised, brother, that the world hates you. Matthew 5.10-11, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. In just a few verses, we are seeing that not only is persecution something we are going to live with, it is a part of our life. We as the church, the body of Christ, it is who we are, it is promised. It is ours for as long as we are on this earth, and we are to rejoice and be glad, for our reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Are we seeing blessings out of persecution, 
or are we wringing our hands in agony? Matthew 5.44, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Matthew 10.22, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Mark 4.17, and they, referring to those who have not been grounded in Christ, and they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while, then when tribulation or persecution arises on the account of the word, immediately they fall away. Doesn't that remind us of the very scripture that talks about the parable of the sower? Some seed falls on the rocky road and other seed falls on a rock that's covered with a little dirt and other seed gets rooted. 1 Peter 3.14, but even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. We must be secure in our faith with Jesus Christ that it is part of our lives. We should welcome persecution. We should accept it with joy. Do you do that? Are you listening to the news and saying, this is opportunity for me to grow in my relationship with my Savior? This is opportunity that has been promised me, and what am I going to do with this? 1 Peter 4, 12 through 14, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. How much more exciting, how much more incredible can words be? Rejoice in so far as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed. What a reward! Perhaps the church is so in decline because we are not accepting persecution. And if we would accept it, as Christ has taught us to accept it, we just may be blessed. 1 Peter 4.16, yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. 1 Peter 4.19, therefore let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. 2 Corinthians 4.8-12, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body of the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus who also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. 2 Corinthians 12.10, for the sake of of Christ, then, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. 
Luke 6.22, Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you and revile you and spurn your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Romans 8.35, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? Romans 12.14, Bless those who persecute you. Bless them, and do not curse them. Romans 12.17-21, through 21, Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Acts 14.22 Encourage them to continue in the faith, and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of heaven. Yet more proof, through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of heaven. It's ours. It's our life. It's promised to us. Revelation 2.10 Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and for ten days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Where is our faith to death? Let us live on these words, these powerful words from our Lord and Savior. So with all these powerful words and references that God has handed us as believers on what we are promised we will face, why would anyone want to be a part of our life, our family, our church, our Bible study, or our supposed walk with God when we present such a conflicted, angry, and surprised view of life all the time? When was the last time you truly blessed someone who persecuted you? When was the last time you muttered or shouted at the TV, friend, neighbor, coworker, child, spouse? These politicians, activists, business owners make me sick. These people are destroying us. If only God would wipe these people off the earth. I hate these people. Wow. That's really God-honoring. That's certainly living as a Christ-like example. Perhaps this is one reason why so many churches are in steep decline and Christians feel as though they are being attacked more than ever, and more and more young people are abandoning the church and God. Could it be the world is truly looking at a pathetic, conflicted, worry, anxious, angry, apathetic, lazy group of fraudulent, quote, God-fearing, holier-than-thou, righteous, spiritual, church-going hypocrites? Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. 1 Peter 4.12 I encourage you to look deep, very, very deep, as to how you represent yourself to be in Christ before all people. I also encourage you to listen to Just Words, a topic that is listed in our archives, to gain further insight on how every word we speak matters so much in our lives. In addition, the topic study, What is Love All About?, will also give you a great insight into how to love those who persecute you. Go live for the Lord and allow Him to show you a whole new life, even if you feel you are a mature believer. 
Remember this, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalm 23, 4. Let's close in prayer. Most gracious Father, we beg of you to teach us soundly from your word. Teach us to suffer well for you, to love and not to hate, to accept persecution as a crown of glory and joy, to feed and love those who persecute us and to acknowledge our wrongs and how we treat others in the face of opposition. Continue to comfort us and protect us from the evil one as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death and let us joyfully accept your guidance and correction all the days of our lives. And we ask this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.